Guys, it's uh, the most incredible thing, and we say it every single week, that he won't talk to me, I won't talk to him, not because we don't want to talk, but we never actually talk about, he said to me, will you speak on obedience? I, you know, obedience is a huge subject. But the fact that he gave me that subject to preach on what he preached on honor, you don't understand the two linked up absolutely. You know, the, the, the song that we sang, the second song, we need to move, okay? Here we are, Lord, move. You know, there's, uh, you'll see the intricacy of how it connects together when the Spirit is moving, saying certain things, doing certain things. So this morning, I'm excited because Sean didn't obey that. Listen to the word I'm using. He didn't react on it in a reaction of obeying it or moving on it unless the Spirit had spoken to him. The guy that's doing it in, in Mexico obeyed a prompting of the Spirit in his heart. And the moment he moved, there was a move. Sean is over there, also by obedience, God said, go to Mexico. It was almost impossible. There was COVID. There was that. He went to Mexico. While in Mexico and Guatemala, God speaks to him. He comes back and he obeys that speaking. And look at the result, because this morning's message is the blessing of obedience. When you obey, when you step out to do something for God, with God, there is always a blessing. It's always followed by a blessing. When you move, God moves. You cannot expect God to move without your movement. All right? So when he says, Peter says to him, if it's you, tell me to come, he said, come. There's the command. But followed by a movement. Peter lifted his butt off the plank inside the boat, put his foot out on the cold ocean water, took the other one and put it out, and walked a couple of steps before he looked at the waves and sang. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is always a move of faith. Faith and movement go together. All right? So that's what we're going to be talking about this morning, but I don't want to forget the things that God gave me, so I want to be obedient to what God said to me to do this morning. If you've ever given a rand, a two rand, a 200 rand to this church, at any time I want you to stand. Whatever you've given, I want you to stand. If you ever prayed for this church, you might never have given, I want you to stand. Okay? Because partnership is not just giving, it's also praying believing, cooperating together. On Friday, as I was praying, God said, I want you to start praying for those who have partnered with you. And initially, the natural mind went to, oh, that guy, that guy, that family, that woman, and I was thinking in the terms of major money input. And God said to me, it's not just about money. It's those who are unified those who are honoring, those who are partnering in prayer, in thought, in compassion, in love. Don't just casually pass by them. God said, I want you to pray for them. 
There are some people that, and this was triggered by somebody who said, a friend of mine who asked me one night, one night, he said, can I be your friend as far as praying for you and you praying for me? Can we, can we have that kind of friendship? I'm looking for that kind of friendship and I feel connected to you. And in this week I had to phone him for something because he's a lawyer and I had to phone him to, for some legal advice and he said, oh, and just don't forget that every morning, and he's that kind of intense guy, he said, me and my wife are praying for you. And was triggered by a thing and went, God, there are people that are not just thinking about me, not just a casual thought in passing and say, you know, it's the way I'm praying for you. It's that casual thought. These people consciously get up in the morning, have a list of people they pray for, and LB and I are on that list. I said, God, I want to reciprocate by praying the same way for those people. But then God said, I want to broaden your list. God said, I want you to start praying for the people in general. Just everybody that comes up in your heart. You know, be obedient to every thought that comes up, no matter what time of day or night. I want you to pray for those people. Really pray for them. Speak into their lives. Pray for their business. Pray for them. So Albie and I have already started, but this morning I want to do it here. I want to pray for every one of you. I want to pray with you that your partnership to us brings up a thing inside of me. You know what the, the thought, how the thought came to me? Elisha goes to lie on a bed in an upper room that a woman built with building cost. She built a room on a wall. She put a bed and a table and a chair and a lamb for the prophet to stay whenever he came past and have a meal. When he went to lie down, he couldn't rest. The first thought that came up is, what can be done for this woman who has shown so much kindness to me? And so he said to his servant, what does she need? He said, she needs a child. He said, well, then we pray for her child. We speak a child into her life. Because when we have that kind of honor, that kind of communi community, that kind of communion, that kind of fellowship, it breeds something inside the community, an interwoven, interwoven compassion for one another that says, I want to pray for you. Amen. Father, this morning, I pray for our partners. I pray for the people who are compassionately connected to this church, who have been giving relentlessly, faithfully over the years, Lord, and those who have just started. I thank you for them. I thank you from my heart for every partner. And as you commanded and as you have said, I pray for them this morning. I pray that the blessings of God will rain upon them. I pray that, Lord, you will open the heavens that they will not have room enough to receive. I thank you, Lord, that you, my God will supply all their needs according to your riches in glory because they are connected to the kingdom. They are connected to the move of God on the earth right now. Thank you, Father, that there is a blessing attached to their obedience, a blessing attached to their reaction and their action. And I pray it this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Open the doors of provision over their businesses and their houses and everything they touch, may it turn to blessing, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted, amen. amen. Come on, you may be seated. Come on, let's give God praise. So um, somebody sent this to me. I've got to finish these two things quickly before I get into the message this morning. Listen to this. It's, a, it's called the audible sapphire. The teacher opened one of the drawers in his desk 
if I can just, uh, my, my eyes, <laughs> the, the photograph, and took out what appeared to be a precious stone, a deep blue. He placed it in my hand. He said, it's a biblical sapphire. It's very nice, I replied, not knowing what else to say. I, did, it, um, I didn't uh, give it to you because of its appearance, uh, but because of what it signifies, um, because of its origin. The origin? The origin of its name, he said. Sapphire. Yes, said the teacher. Sapphire comes from a French word, which comes from a Latin word, which comes from a Greek word. Sounds like a teacher to me, hey? <laughs> which comes from an ancient biblical Hebrew word, sapir. So sapphire comes from the biblical Hebrew, I said. What, what's the significance of the name? The Hebrew word for sapphire comes from the Hebrew root sapphire. And sapphire means to speak, to tell, or to declare. Say speak, say tell, say declare. So the word sapphire ultimately means to speak. What's the connection? The connection is this, said the teacher. More precious than any treasure jewel, any treasure jewel in the, is the word. More precious than any treasure jewel is the word. Every word of God is a sapphire, a spoken sapphire and yet much more precious. If one has no treasures in the world, but has the word of God, then one is rich. Every word of God is a treasure of priceless value. So when you read or hear the word of God, receive it as if you were receiving a priceless jewel and give it the same way. Receive it that way, give it that way. How? Your words must be as sapphires. Oh my goodness. I need to bow my knees and say, Lord, forgive me. Your words should be as sapphires. You don't need to possess priceless jewels. You just have to speak them. Every time you open your mouth um, to speak, let what comes out be a sapphire, a gift to be given to those who need a precious jewel. Give jewels to those in need, jewels of blessing, jewels of forgiveness, jewels of encouragement, jewels of strength, jewels of mercy, jewels of love, uh, speech of spe uh, jewels of joy, jewels of hope. Let your every word to those who hear it a spoken jewel, an audible sapphire. Mission today, make every word that comes out of your mouth a jewel, a gift of life, a spoken sapphire. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was awesome. All right, so this morning, there's no, there's no possible way I can cover the, sap, the, the sapphire. There's no possible way I can cover the, 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 um, the topic, the, the subject matter in one morning in 35 minutes. There's just no way. But this morning, my intent is this is to open your mind and your heart and your understanding to a single word. And when I do that, the implication of that word in the New Testament must now from now on jump out at you and say, my goodness, this word exists throughout the entirety of the New Testament and has great implication for my life. 
All right? So when you see this word from now on, you will realize that if I react to it as a command of God to me, that he has given me the ability by his grace to complete, and its intention is to bless me. No command that, that God ever gives you is to harm you. No command that God ever gives you is to set you in some discomfort. We hear this word command, the grace teachings that we've been in suddenly jump up in a, and say, oh, I can't keep the commandments. I don't want the command. That's not the right reaction to hear this morning once you start understanding what I'm about to say to you. What I'm about to say to you is the whole Bible is filled with commands from God that on the obedience thereof was blessing and it takes faith. Or faith requires an obedient act to make the blessing come out. You must be born again. Command? Question mark? Yes, Lord. I want to be born again. I get drawn in. I believe in Christ. I take a step of belief. You receive it in your heart. You confess it, jewel, with your mouth. And it takes place. Do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Has anything I've said up until this moment, being a Ten Commandment. If anything that I've said so far being law, is it in the New Testament? What happens when I listen to that word which is protecting me from the conforming, disforming, disinformation of this world and its attitude if it says, do not be poured into the mold of this world. I wish I could just stop here and just go into a, a side alley. Can you imagine idol worship? Is worshiping a form? Can you imagine an Oscar, I'm just going to say it, being poured into a mold to make a little gold effigy? I got my Oscar. Huh? Idol worship. I'm just, I'm just showing you. Do not be poured into a conforming thing that worship, but be transformed into this beautiful person on the earth that represents Christ by the renewing of your mind. Okay, how do I do that? I take out my Bible, I start reading Word, like sapphires, and the jewel I receive by my obedience is a blessing of transformation to become just like Christ. 
So obedience and commandment are not a swear word. Sorry, it's not a curse word. It's not something that we should run away from from church, but it's a transforming thing that brings a wonderful blessing into my life. Jesus suffered. He said Jesus was taught obedience by what he suffered. Hebrews 5. What? Let's check, let's check the obedience thing. By one man's disobedience, Romans 5, sin entered, and through sin, death. But by one man's obedience, disobedience, the gift of grace and life was given to all of us because Jesus, by obedience, went to the cross. Did he have a fight going there? The Garden of Gethsemane, he tells me this. He prays till drops of blood form like sweat upon his brow, and the Son of God, talking to his Father about what he came to do, says, Father, take this cup from me, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. In Peter it says, the sufferings of the cross and the glory that should follow. Nothing God is asking you to do has not God a blessing attached to it. <laughs> It's amazing. We were standing talking before, the, and I'm always like this. I look for the smallest little grasalampi, you know, little grass encouragement. Have I got the right word this morning? We're standing before, and somebody says, I need a lot of prayer right now for something I'm going through. And then cracked a joke about Abraham. And I'm going, oh my goodness. There's my message up in lights. <laughs> I'll get to that now. I'll get over to Peter. We're standing at a heater. Peter turns around to me and says, you know, we keep on writing exams. And until we're obedient, we'll continue writing the test until we get it right so that we can mature and go to the next standard in God. I'm going, wow, these people are listening to my message. Okay, so let's do Abraham quickly. I know of three things that Abraham was asked to do by God that were like commandments, but when he obeyed them, the blessings that came upon his life were huge. Firstly, Abraham was asked to leave his home, his family, and everybody behind and go to a country and a place he had no clue where he was going. But by faith, he obeyed, the Bible says, and left his home. And God was with him. 
The very next chapter says, Abraham was filthy rich. He didn't know what to do with all the... Listen, it's not just about physical blessings this morning, but, 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 you can include this morning physical blessing into what I'm teaching this morning because when you start to obey God, there's a blessing that follows it. The next thing is Isaac is bo born. Okay, oh, oh, there's a major long trip before Isaac. There's a bit of disobedience in between, which is a great encouragement. Because Abraham didn't have it all together all the time. He was disobedient and went and made a plan with his slave woman. And Hagar produced an Ishmael. And so when we're disobedient, we can expect Ishmael's to come up. But thank you, God never gives up. Never runs out on me. <laughs> and then Isaac is born. There's a lot of obedient things happening in Abraham's life. And his confessions are changed. And he changes his name from Abram to Abraham, father of many nations. And here he is. The moment Isaac is born, he says, I want you, and as far as I know, I might be incorrect, it's the first circumcision that ever takes place. He says, I want you to circumcise your son and everybody else in your entourage. I want them circumcised. And from now on, every boy, when he reaches the age of eight, I want him circumcised. And Abraham's obedient. And there's a blessing that follows. The Calvinists, Cal Calvinists have got it right when they said baptism is a step of obedience that has taken away from the circumcision now becomes a baptism. You believe in God. He that believes and is baptized. The believing is a faith step. The baptism is a step of obedience. I'm just saying, there's a lot more obedience in the New Testament than we actually care to remind ourselves about. That we have actually done and has actually done. The only difference is it's not the baptism of, 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 of christening, besprinkling, of, of spot, spot. It's at the age of full maturity where you can make a decision of belief yourself. And because you have believed, now you step through the water as an obedient son. And you are baptized. You then receive the blessing, shall be saved. Am, am I preaching okay? Are you, are, are, you, are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? There is a blessing attached to obedience that, listen, I'm not talking to slaves. I'm talking to servant sons. I buy, let's say for an example, I buy my son a car. I bless him with a car. And then I ask him to pick his sister up at school on my behalf because I can't make it. And he says, sure, Dad, I'll do it. In fact, he volunteers. Is it a heavy thing for him? Is it a, is it a, is it a commitment? No. It's an, it's an honoring thing. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a love thing that he does because he's a son. You see, when commandment comes in the New Testament, it's because we 
want to do it, not because we have to do it. It's a, it's a, it's a thing that you do in love. Wives, honor your husbands as if unto the Lord. Is if Jesus is asking and you are saying, yes, Lord. The blessing, woman, is that he loves you after that so much that he's prepared to lay his life down. This blessing and commandment, blessing and commandment, blessing and commandment. But the more you see it, the more something happens. I've got to rush. I've got to rush. Here's the last one. Abraham, <laughs> I want you to go and sacrifice your son. Now, the joke that's told in church is this. He didn't have any problems with that commandment because his son was a teenager. No, no. It's just a joke, just a joke, just a joke. In fact, when he came to kill his son and God said, stop, he said, really, Lord, are you sure? <laughs> Anyone who's had a teenage boy knows that feeling. More than once. Can I do it now, Lord? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Listen to this. I don't have the time to go through all the scriptures, but there's at least six or seven. By the obedience of that, that he went, he said, stop. Now I know you love me. Now I know you committed. Now I know you will not withhold anything from me. I just wanted to check out that. that but because of that, you will become, listen, listen to the blessing, the father of many nations. And that transpires all the way through the old into the new and becomes our blessing in Galatians and all the writers quote it. I went and did a study, I couldn't find it. But there are three people that are mentioned in the Bible more than any other, David, Moses, and Abraham. In the New Testament, Abraham is a fast contender for first place, although they say there are others. But when I'm looking at Abraham in the New Testament, I'm looking for this. Why is he mentioned by the writers like Paul so frequently? It's because of his faith. Abraham is the father of faith. It's because God said, and he said, yes, Lord. And when he did that, he becomes the father of many nations. His faith is honored in Hebrews 11 because of his obedience and he believed and did. We need to move, so let's move. Go into all the nations, preach the gospel as far as you can to every nation, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the outermost parts of the world. Yes, Lord, I've got to get up and go. The blessing only falls when I'm going. The blessing is attached to go, but when I'm going, it falls. The moment I get on the plane, the moment that plane's wheels up out of, out of uh, Cape Town, the blessing's already. In fact, I'm going through the, 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 the customs. I'm getting out. I'm getting my passport stamped. I'm on my way. The blessings are already falling. The people I'm dealing with, the people I'm speaking to, the person that's stamping my passport are already receiving the blessings because of the obedience of my going. I start to receive money. I start to receive messages. I start to receive favor. I start to receive open doors because I'm going. 
<sighs> okay, let me just read some stuff to you. I'm just going to read them. Just over and over. Scripture, 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 scripture this morning. Whoo! This is awesome. It's a huge subject. I'm not a Greek scholar or a Hebrew scholar, but the word to obey, it, it sounds like a, a, a bird that I loved from a little boy. The bird's name is Hoopoo, and he's got this, this mohawk, this orangey brown bird with a long beak with a mohawk, and he sits in your yard eating worms on your grass. But this is Hupaku. It's a verb. To hear under as a subordinate. That is to listen attentively. By implication to heed or conform. To command or authority. Hearken obedient to obey. Listen. To hearken. A of one. Listen to this. Listen to this. Of one who on the knock at the door comes to listen who it is. Immediately I'm thinking about Peter and coming out of the prison and him knocking and knocking and finally this servant girl comes to see who's knocking at the door. And Revelations, I stand at the door and I knock. If you will open to me, I will come in and have a meal with you. That's easy, isn't it? God is knocking on your door. And when you hear the knock, the obedience is the person who goes to open the door. <laughs> I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. And, man. Okay, I, I, I've got to get to, you've got to, you've got to hear this. You've got to hear a couple of these before we close. Come on. Come on, phone. Don't do this to me now. Come on. What is going on here? Hey. No. Oh, come on. This is not happening to me. Ah. Joshua 1, verse 8. Keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Say, not as commandment, but as directional. Not as commandment of law, which you cannot keep. Not as commandment as a thing that I climb steps to make myself more righteous by keeping the rule. You understand when I say law, it's trying to provoke or make your own righteousness effective by the things you do as a performance. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about instruction that gives you direction, 
that if you keep it, you're blessed. Am I preaching all right? Somebody shout. Just, just say, is it okay? John 14, verse 23. Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. It's a love thing. I do it because it's in my heart, like the Son and the Father. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Say blessing. When I am cooperating in obedience with my Father, there's a relationship thing that happens that He comes closer. He's always with me. But when I am operating in the right standing, my heart doesn't condemn me. And now I realize, but He's with me. Therefore, Matthew 7, 24, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, move, okay, in obedience, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Say, command, obedience, steadfastness. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen of me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. Philippians 4, 9. Revelation 3, 20. Here I am. I stand at the door and I knock. <laughs> this is a picture of Hupaku. All right? I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Galatians 1.10, am I now trying to win approval from human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I still tried to please people, why would I be a servant of Christ? I'm a servant's son. And a servant does what his master asks of him. You've got to read Philippians 2. I'm going to quote just some of it. Who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used of his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in the appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even the death of the cross. The next verses say, by that he attained a name above every other name. A name by which every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The sufferings of the cross and the glory that will follow by being obedient to it, becoming equal to a servant, though he was equal to God. Follow Christ. Follow him. Follow me. As I follow Christ, but I'm following after his example. And his example is, a, okay, I can't read them. There's about eight scriptures that says, I do nothing unless I see the Father do it, unless I hear the Father say it. That's Jesus speaking, and the miracles that follow him are over and off the charts. Blind eyes see, deaf people hear, 5,000 are fed by someone saying, Father, what do you say? Okay. Father, which way? Okay. Father, how do I do it? Okay. And with every step following the Father's command, there is works and greater works. 
I wish I could read them all to you. There's about eight of them. Are you with me this morning? You hear what I'm saying? Is that we're waiting on something that the world has never seen. We're talking about the sons of God being manifest in the earth. But we're not waiting for individual sons anymore. We're waiting for a corporate son to appear, a son that understands honor, a son that understands be obedience, the corporate sons. That means our whole church moving, breathing, living the same way as Jesus did. When they do that, the works and greater works will appear in the earth and people will say, these are Christians, these are Christians, these are no doubt Christians and everything's going to fall into place because kingdom will come and will be done on earth as it is in heaven because of an obedient sonship. How do I know that? Romans 8 says this, those who are led, driven and controlled by the Holy Ghost are the sons of God. What would the Holy Ghost tell me to do right now? Pray for sick. Go and find disciples. Follow after Jesus. It's actually very easy. And God's not asking you to do big things this morning. No, no, no. He starts with the very small things. Sheila, obeying is, I want you to go down to the, okay, that little girl that serves you every single day, I want you to go and tell her Jesus loves you. Okay, God. Getting ready for church. Obviously, says, what is this? Must I throw it out or must I pack it? Four pages of type prophecy for this family. Had it in my hands this morning. I actually been scratching my bag to see if I didn't pack it because I folded it, but I didn't put it in my bag. And I look at you sitting here this morning and I'm saying, your word is closer than you know. Your fam family word is closer than you know. It's, it's actually right on top of you. But you know what? When you're closest to the sunrise, it gets the darkest and the, and the most windy. And that's why Sean is saying this word is so prevalent in our midst right now. Do not let anything stop you from the promises. No ocean, no desert. Wake up every morning saying, I have the promises of God and I'm going to confess them. Confession of the word is an obedience thing. Amen? Do you get it? Was it all right for an early morning service? Won't you stand with me? Sorry, I overshot the mark a little bit, but hallelujah. It's very easy. It's extremely easy. It starts like this. Yes, Lord. Did you see how easy that was? said, Dave, I'm, I'm not really in a really good place right now. I don't feel like saying, yes, Lord. I know. I know. Normally, you're not. When it comes to being obedient, forgive that person. I don't want to. You don't know how I'm hurting right now. I'd rather kick them in the teeth. I'm sorry, Lord. That's okay. I'm telling you, it's okay to be mad. And it's okay to talk to God like that. Really? Yeah. Because he likes honesty. 
But he said, trust me, trust me. If you do the forgiveness thing, there's a blessing coming. All right, Lord. I don't really feel like it, but as seeing as you asking, Lord, I forgive them. You've just been obedient. Amen? Father, I thank you this morning for your servants. I thank you for your servant's sons. I thank you for their lives. I thank you that we're about to pass a test, that we are going to see the blessings of Abraham come upon all the nations. I thank you, Lord, we are going to see sonship manifest corporately. I thank you for a church that is ready to honor to be obedient and to see the goodness of God flow in their finances, in their health. Oh, 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 thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes. When you are obedient to a healing, this is what you do. You get out of bed, you put one foot in front of the other like you don't feel like it, and you say, I'm going to take this step by faith. You take that step and fall back into bed because that took everything out of you, but still a step of obedience. You do it tomorrow, you do it the next day, you keep on breathing, and guess what? God's going to honor you with healing. God is going to bless you over the top because of your obedience. God bless you. Amen.